I'm Paul Wiegraf, Director of the Delaware Division of the Arts and your host for today. Joining me in the studio today, driving up from Milford, is a longtime volunteer and former board member of the Milford Second Street Players, Steve Twilley. Welcome, Steve. Thank you, Paul. It's good to be with you. So glad to have you joining us today. And I had the pleasure of uh, being down at Second Street Players uh, just this last weekend uh, for a grand reopening of the facility. Yes. Just an amazing renovation to uh, the facility that you've done over the last several months. But let's, uh, for the sake of our listeners, go all the way back to the beginning. Now, your name is Second Street Players, but you're located on Walnut Street. So Correct. what's that about? <laughs> well, and actually, when our theater began in 1980, we weren't even Second Street Players yet. Uh, we were started by Don Renstrom and John Ranney, a couple of names that many in the arts community in Delaware are familiar with. Sure, John Ranney, a former uh, state arts council member. Absolutely. Yep. And Don was the English uh, teacher at Milford High School and did their spring musicals. John Ranney was the choreographer of those musicals. And one day they were having dinner with their spouses and shared their desire to get back up on stage themselves and realized there was an opportunity for community theater in Milford. So they put together a production of I Do, I Do, the mm-hmm. two-character musical, got some volunteers together to help them with the production aspects, and put on a show under the name of Milford Summer Theater in August of 1980 at Avenue Methodist Church in Milford. It went over very well. In fact, it raised so much money they were able to buy a light board. The next summer, in 1981, went back at it again, this time with a larger-scale show, Once Upon a Mattress, a musical with a full cast. And at it, one time featuring Carol Burnett, I believe. In the original? Yes, yes she was. Yeah. I, th- I uh-huh. think so. Yeah. Um, and that went over very well. And so for the next few summers, they did a musical every summer, then went to two. During this time, we were kind of a vagabond theater group going from venue to venue, place to place. We performed shows at the high school, the middle school, a couple of different churches in Milford, empty storefronts. Uh, there was a J.C. Penney building and also a Leggett's building downtown that were empty. So we found space wherever we could. Uh, but then we... The theater really decided that it needed to have its own permanent space uh, in around 1987. Uh, the theater where they had been performing in the old Leggett's building, that had been sold. So that kind of mm-hmm. pushed them along. There was an old warehouse in downtown Milford, right at the heart of downtown on Walnut Street and along uh, the river, that the city was going to be demolishing the storefront and leaving the warehouse in the back. And it seemed that that would be a wonderful spot. And even though it was on Walnut Street, by now the Milford Summer Theater, because of having done so many productions in the Grange, which was located on 2nd Street in Milford, Uh now went by the name of 2nd Street Players, it was decided that with enough help and the generous support of the community, that could become a permanent theater location. So in the late 80s, a group of very dedicated volunteers and very generous supporters and a lot of businesses in the Milford area that were able to provide uh, technical construction uh, support turned that warehouse into a theater, which has been our home ever since. Uh, We have had a couple of different renovations along the way. In 2001, after 
having performed what again began as a couple of shows a year into a full five-show season, uh, we had to move out for one show in order to do some extensive renovations, which included raising the roof of the entire building, uh, then came back. We've done some interior painting. We also found about seven years ago that there was some significant structural issues, mm-hmm. um, but uh, have been there ever since until January of this year when we went off site for one show again in order to do the renovations that we celebrated earlier this month. And interestingly, that production both times off-site was? To Kill a Mockingbird. So Interestingly, yeah. in uh, 2001, we went to um, a local church in Milford to do it off-site and then came back in to do our next show. And uh, in 2019, we went off and did To Kill a Mockingbird mm-hmm. again. And for our listeners who aren't familiar with your location— um, I think a fascinating aspect of your building, which formerly was a warehouse, the north foundation of your building is the south bank of, of the, the Miss Pillion River. Exactly, which is how we have the theater's mm-hmm. name, Riverfront Theater. And it is a, a beautiful location, really at the heart of mm-hmm. scenic and historic downtown Milford. But it does present some challenges. Uh, back in 2012, Bob Connolly and Dan Mirabello, two of our board members at that time, Dan is is still a member of our board, our vice president and treasurer, were doing some repairs to our bathrooms backstage and found that seepage from the river underneath the stage and underneath um, the building itself had created some very dangerous damage, rotting to Mm -hmm. timbers in our foundation to the extent that there was concern whether the building might be near collapse. Mm. Uh, We were able to, and and certainly through um, Bob Connolly's hard work, were able to get foundation grants that enabled us to to mitigate those damages, to encase and uh, create a moisture-free barrier in -hmm. that rear foundation. Mm -hmm. And it was even at that time that the theater's board of directors began looking at the possibilities for renovation um, that that has led us up to this most recent celebration. We needed more space in our lobby. We needed to modernize and expand our restroom facilities. There were technical uh, opportunities that we had. But because we are right on the river and in a floodplain, the FEMA, EPA, and every other uh, bureaucracy out there was not really going to allow us to do anything unless we raised the building, Mm -hmm. the entire building, by two feet and spent far, far more than is within the budget of a community theater. Mm -hmm. But community theaters are incredibly creative, Mm -hmm. and uh, we are a very thrifty organization. We did not have a mortgage on the building before. And even now with our renovations, we still don't have a mortgage. So we brought engineers in. They took a look at the floor and said, before you can do anything, you're going to have to tear out that floor and not only redo your foundation, but drive pilings Mm -hmm. into the ground Mm -hmm. to make a stable foundation for for long-term, for a permanent stable foundation next to the river. So that's the beginning of our renovations in January. And uh, we since then put in a new floor, and we have added a new expanded lobby, uh, ADA-compliant uh, and wheelchair-accessible restrooms, a brand-new technical booth that is now mm-hmm. on our second level. 
Uh, we did some reconfiguration of our seating. We now have 148 seats, which is a good size mm-hmm. for a community mm-hmm. theater and a building that's going to last us uh, for mm-hmm. decades to mm-hmm. come. And and I know uh, that you also did some renovations backstage. You have you have some uh, really nice space for the actors. You have storage space for costumes. We have um, a combination backstage that is our costume room, prop room, flats for uh, set construction, uh, bathrooms. But we've also added some sheds out in the back mm-hmm. of the theater. So we've been able to move some of the storage mm-hmm off-site from the theater space itself, as well as a construction area mm-hmm. uh, that's in the back of the theater. So it's a very comfortable area. It is it is pure community theater. Mm-hmm. There is no uh, singular dressing rooms. There is no green room, but, but mm-hmm. we all have a good time, and it's part of that bonding process that is community theater. And as community theater, you are entirely volunteer-run. Is that correct? We are entirely volunteer. We have no paid staff whatsoever. Uh, we are a very austere organization. We were able to do these renovations because we save as much as we can. Uh, I did a, I directed a show a few years ago, a comedy that was a play within a play called Drop Dead, very similar mm-hmm. to Noises Off, which many of your listeners may be familiar with. And the joke was that the set had to be done for a budget of $38. <laughs> Got big laughs, but sometimes yeah, yeah, <laughs> we yeah. would love to have $38. Right. But um, we, we had a sofa once that we joked had appeared in more shows than any of our mm-hmm. actors on stage. <laughs> but um, we were able to do the renovations through generous support of a number of individuals, uh, foundations. And Bob Connolly, who was a very dedicated volunteer, uh, regrettably passed away in uh, 2015 after a brave battle with cancer. And his uh, his widow Rosemary and family asked that donations be made to the theater because mm. it was always mm-hmm. his dream to do this lobby. Mm-hmm. And he was the one who discovered some of the original damage. Mm. And so through all of that generous support, through the hard work of a number of volunteers, uh, we are still debt free. Yeah. Wow. That, that's really a phenomenal accomplishment. Now, I, I want to turn to uh, Second Street Players programming, but first let me remind our listeners that you are tuned into Delaware State of the Arts here on News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV. Our guest in the studio today is a longtime volunteer and former board member of the Milford Second Street Players, Steve Twilley. Steve, the, the facility itself and what that's gone through over the years has really been amazing. But the growth of your programming and, and I know uh, some of the renovations to your – you talked about the technical renovations. The, uh, take into account some of, the, some of the different types of programming you do, not only theater but also film. Uh, let, let's talk about the, the nature of the programming that you have at Second Street Players, both the traditional programming and some of the community outreach type programming you do? Sure. We, uh, our regular show program is a five-show season uh, on our main stage, our, our regular season shows. Uh, we've been doing five shows a season oh, for the past 25 years or so, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, we also have a children's theater that does three different shows a season. Our regular season shows run two weekends. Our children's theater shows run one weekend. And then once a month, we also have MART, Movies at Riverfront Theater, which are feature-length films, classics, fan favorites um, that we are able to show at $10 a ticket Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes even less. Uh, We have in the past done 
a night of an English language version and a Spanish language version to reach out to the growing Hispanic community in Milford. Uh, we also are able to do some other things. We have a wonderful uh, program coming up um, this month that is called uh, Mr. Mortabun, mm. who one of our performers who shows old horror flicks. I think it's Santa Claus versus the Martians. This okay. <laughs> and um, it's a combination of live action and, and a movie. Uh, we have done some improv when we're able to. One of the things that I think a lot of people don't realize is that even though it's five shows or eight shows with our children's theater a year, there is not a single weekend that mm-hmm. that theater isn't busy, that there isn't something going on. Because once we finish a show and strike that set, we're immediately building for the next show sure. and in there for sure. rehearsal. So we're very busy. We have over the years been able to uh, be the host for other types of concerts with the Milford Community Band, with local dance schools, different types of programs. But we're pretty busy right now with both our uh, regular children's theater shows and regular season shows, as well as the the movies at Riverfront Theater once a month. Mm -hmm. Now, as an all-volunteer theater, you rely on the community not only for the actors on stage, but for the set construction, for the marketing, for the the, the costume renovations. And somebody needs to stitch up those costumes. Absolutely. So, so talk a little bit about recruiting volunteers. Where do you draw from? How do you, how do you find these people? Well, the best way for us to get our volunteers is from those people who come and simply see a show at Second mm-hmm. Street and enjoy the experience so much and realize that there are so many opportunities to be involved. Uh, We can have auditions and have people uh, be able to perform on stage and express themselves creatively that way, but there are many, many behind-the-scenes opportunities for volunteers, as you said, from costuming to finding props to building sets. Uh, We have a lot of different needs with our building. There are many front-of-the-house opportunities for ticket sales and for hospitality so there is something really for everyone who wants to take part in the performing arts in, in Milford and in a community theater. If there is something that we don't have that someone's interested in, suggest it to us. I'm sure we'll be able to find something for you to do. Um, but it really is a matter of getting those people who are seeing a show or participating in a show at Second Street to come back. You know, once mm-hmm. once you're bitten by that theater bug, there is no cure and it's contagious. So mm-hmm. that's how mm-hmm. we often uh, get those people to come back again and again. And we recruit volunteers and people to audition from our shows throughout the state, actually throughout the uh, Delmarva Peninsula. We've had people in our shows from as far north as Wilmington, mm-hmm. as far south as Salisbury, Maryland. I was directing a show a few years ago where I had someone call who lived in New Jersey hmm. who wow. was interested in doing the show and wasn't able to because it was a conflict with the show she was doing in Wilmington. Okay. So we're really able to draw from a large area. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, what we hope is that once someone comes for the first time that they fall in love and want to come again mm-hmm. and again. And I would suspect that you probably share actors and directors with other other theaters? Very uh, much so. We especially share with uh, our neighbors to the north and south, Kent County Theater Guild in Dover and Possum Point Players in Georgetown. Mm-hmm. And we not only share cast and crew, but if there's a need for a prop, a costume, mm-hmm. 
yeah. we share. It it really is a wonderful community of community theaters in Delaware, particularly in central and southern Delaware. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm curious, how are your seasons selected and, and how are your directors selected? Because different theaters do it differently. Some select directors and then say, what do you want to direct? Others say, here's a slate of shows we'd like to produce. Yeah, I mean, how, does, how does that work? It's really kind of a mix of both, Paul. We have a reading committee, which is chaired by my wife, Robin. Okay. Um, and they are reading shows throughout the year. They um, then get together at the beginning of the year and start seriously looking at finding that right mix of those five shows. Certainly audiences really love the musicals and the comedies. Um, We'll do a drama once a year because they're important to do. Our actors love that challenge, and our audiences respond to them very Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. We sometimes will have a director who says, I'm really interested in doing this particular show. Will you consider it? So sometimes it works from – the, the inside out and sometimes the outside in. But that season is then presented to our board in the summer for their consideration. And then once approved, we put a call out for directors and uh, have our directors selected by early fall so they can get ready for the next year. Mm-hmm. So right now we're very much looking at our 2020 season, uh, our 40th anniversary and 41st mm-hmm. season. And um, we have some, some very strong shows that I'm sure the community and theater goers will enjoy. Well, before I forget, let's remind, let's point out to our listeners your website. It's secondstreetplayers.com. And it looks to me, from what I'm looking at here, I went to your website earlier this morning, uh, looks to me like you have three more shows coming up for the remainder of this season, uh, uh, as well as one more children's show. Let's, let's uh, take a look at each of those. Our next show that we have is Happy Days, a new musical. If anyone has seen Happy Days mm-hmm. with the Cunninghams and with the Fonz on TV, mm-hmm. this is a musical version. Uh, with music written by Paul Williams, and the book was written by Gary Marshall, the okay, creator sure. of Happy Days. And it's got all the characters that everyone is familiar with, but with new music. That'll be coming up on July 19th, and then again the following weekend, beginning the 26th. And all of the information about the show dates and times and tickets can be found on our website at secondstreetplayers.com. This fall... We're bringing back a very popular Neil Simon show, one that uh, community theaters and audiences love uh, worldwide, The Odd Couple. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Then our holiday show is The Homecoming, A Christmas Story. Now, this is The Homecoming, if if folks remember The Waltons um, uh from TV back when. This is that show. Um, It's one that we did about um, a little over 10 years ago, and it was very, very popular. It's a wonderful family holiday show. And then our children's theater show this fall, which will be in October, is The Hobbit. And information about auditions for these shows, ticket information, and so forth, uh, you can get online. Now, uh, uh, really a great, great uh, uh, selection of of pieces, uh, all family-friendly and and really, really enjoyable, enjoyable theater. Uh, We've got a a couple minutes left. Um, I'd like to put... Second Street players in the context of what's happening in Milford, because Milford really has had a renaissance in recent years. I mean, it's when I was there that evening for the uh, the reopening, the grand reopening. I, I I marvel at how lively downtown Milford was. The restaurants were full, uh, and there's so much going on with with the music school now having a branch there, and the Miss Pillion Art League right across the street from you. Talk a little bit about the, the sort of the renaissance in Milford, because it really has become a, a cultural mecca. Very much so. Um, Milford's 
theme, our, our slogan, so to speak, is uh, River Town, Art Town, Hometown. And it really is those factors. The Mispillion River, which has the history of, of our community, runs right through the center of town and right next mm-hmm. to the theater. Um, but we also have a very vibrant arts community. Uh, the performing arts with Second Street Players, with the music school, uh, with dance academies, visual arts through professional artists and galleries, yeah. as well as the Mispillion mm-hmm. Art League, which has both professional and amateur opportunities there. Mm-hmm. So it, it is a growing um, arts community. It's one that you can come downtown and find so many different types of art that is appealing, but also enjoy fine food, uh, unique shopping opportunities. And we're very proud to be a part of it. One of the things that I think is important about community theater in general, and, and particularly in Milford as we speak of it, is the economic impact it has for a community. And that's not just in terms of the dollars that it brings when people come to shows and decide to enjoy a meal or other refreshments um, at a local establishment. Mm -hmm. But in terms of attracting residents and new businesses, when I first came to Milford, I was working with a hospital doing physician recruitment. And physicians and their families who were looking to relocate to a rural community were so impressed with the fact that there was a community theater in mm-hmm. town, it it was a reflection of the the vibrancy of mm-hmm. that community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I think the role that Second Street Players has has played, no pun intended, um, really is is incredible. It really is one of those anchor organizations in in downtown Milford. Well, our guest today has been Steve Twilley, uh, a longtime volunteer and former board member of the Milford Second Street Players. We got about 20 seconds left. Any final comments, Steve? We encourage folks to come down and take a look if they've not been to the theater before, if they've not seen a production by Second Street Players. Again, go to our website, secondstreetplayers.com. That gives you all the information you need about our upcoming productions when we have uh, auditions coming up. Uh, check us out on Facebook and uh And we'll make sure that you stay in the loop and you come see some of our shows. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Paul.